music is is really used to transform people. It's really used to bring folks together, to to celebrate, to to grieve, to mourn. Um, you know, it's important. It's important. So if I can be there for that, I, I appreciate the opportunity for people that invite me for it. <laughs> Welcome to Drop the Disc and to the continuation of our Augusta Rock Music mini-series, which highlights local musicians on the first Sunday of every month. Today's guest, Chris Detty, not only is a talented single artist, but also has a career in music that's a little bit unorthodox. I remember going home and, you know, telling my, my folks that, hey, I'm going to be a music therapist, and they're like... What is that? I'm like, I'm not really sure. Chris tells us the story of her inspiration that led her into becoming a solo artist and eventually choosing this career in music. She just whipped out a violin and started playing uh, a Bach piece, a double concerto on D minor, I remember specifically. And I was like, I think I want to do that. I can do that. Oh yeah, and about her range. It spans from Black Sabbath to uh, Shuggy Otis to Blondie to Pretenders to Bobby Womack. Um, you know, you'll find some Rachmaninoff on there too. Welcome again, and thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to this week's episode of the Drop the Disc podcast, recorded right here at Augusta Podcast Studio. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would absolutely love it. We would really appreciate it if you told a friend or maybe even left us a rating or review wherever you're listening be it apple spotify google or somewhere else and if there's somebody you think we should be interviewing go ahead and reach out to us at drop the disc pod on instagram or facebook and this episode like every episode is brought to you by nancy powell and powell and associates powell and associates is augusta's favorite and augusta's best real estate agency we are not the only ones saying that. The last Metro's Best Voting also shows it as well. That means two years in a row for Nancy. If you are curious, if you are interested, if you think you might want to get into the real estate world, or maybe you just want some tips and tricks, reach out to Nancy and follow her at Downtown Augusta Broker, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. She posts tips about how to enter the real estate world and then when you are ready, she will schedule a consultation and help you out personally. She has Chris and my personal stamp of approval. So if you need help, contact her. You can follow her on the social medias and of course, message her directly through there or give her a call at 706-717-1281. Tell her we sent you. We know she'll take care of you. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And uh, we are Drop the Disc Podcast. This is a Augusta Rocks special episode, and we are super excited to uh, introduce the guest. We are here today with... Good afternoon, gentlemen. My name is Chris Detti. The N is silent. Oh, I didn't know that. I've been saying N Detti this whole time. Well, um, if you check my mail, it's been spelled probably about 50 different times, mm. honestly. Um, different variations, but... My dad is from Kenya, so I was lazy enough not to change my last name when I got married, so <laughs> I kept it, but it's a Swahili background. Throwback to the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love that. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have you here today as a part of the Augusta Rocks Music Series. Um, we highlight local musicians. Talk to us about your style of music real quick. Well, my style has been variable. Um, because I grew up listening literally to everything. Like I said, my dad's from Kenya, so I grew up listening to a lot of African, international music. My mom is from Brooklyn. And before, you know, growing up, she actually used to sing at the Apollo Theater before it was like a TV show. So, you know, coming up around music, I've always had a varied taste. And I guess being the youngest out of five, I never got a chance to control the radio. So... I was listening to what everybody else was listening Subjected. to. Subjected. I know, right? Just, you know, had to, to live my ears up to get to touch the radio. Um, by the time I got my seniority, <laughs> I was listening to a lot of rock, um, you know, classical music, of course. Um, I started off playing violin, so a lot of Bach, Mozart, uh, just, you know, getting my feet wet with the classical music, but then just having an open appreciation for other music. Um 
a lot of rock. And 90s rock was like, okay, I was hearing music that I really never heard before, uh, rock artists that I'm like, I could relate to. So getting into rock and expanding my music vocabulary and, and artistry that way happened a lot in middle school. So you mentioned you're, you're kind of, you know, previewing what we're going to ask you, which is, you know, this next question of, you know, are you originally from Augusta? No, uh, born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So I moved to Georgia, I guess, long before 75 was a 16-lane road. I remember it being four <laughs> lanes. Um, so this was late 80s, early 90s when we moved to Atlanta. And then by way of um, Milledgeville, where I went to school, got my bachelor's in music therapy, um, ended up working in Savannah, and then got an opportunity to work here in Augusta. I did my internship at the VA. So when I was working in Savannah, I got a call like, hey, we have you know an opening, at least apply for it. And I actually had no um, you know plans to come back to Augusta after I finished my internship. I was like, oh, Augusta's cool, but you know, I, I coming from Atlanta, I was like, okay, I'll something else. But uh, ended up coming back and working at the VA and have loved it. I've been here since 2008. So this, that's interesting. I've never heard of music therapy. Will you tell us about that? What is that? Oh, yeah. How do you get into it? So many questions. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as well. Well, uh, by way of my orchestra class, again, it, I was originally going to middle school and I wanted to do course and... Yep. You have the orientation where you, you know, you go sit in the class and the seventh graders or eighth graders do like a song or two. And, you know, we're supposed to be impressed and awed and join that art arts. <laughs> but upon hearing the chorus, I was not impressed. I was actually very, <laughs> very disheartened. Yeah, you had told us pre-show that you were the next. Um, yeah, Whitney Houston. You're the next Whitney Houston. <laughs> How could you be impressed That's right. By I that? just needed a background chorus. That's <laughs> all I was thinking about. But I didn't really have a good appreciation for choral music. And so I was very turned off by it and ended up seeing the, the orchestra teacher. Um, she just whipped out a violin and started playing uh, a Bach piece, a double concerto on D minor, I remember specifically. And I was like, I think I wanna do that. I can do that. And I went home, told my mom, I'm like, we need a violin. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like you're supposed to be singing I'm like nope let's go to the music store I need a violin like now um and so at first everybody's just kind of like okay we'll, we'll see you know middle school you'll you'll play and it but I end up sticking with it throughout high school throughout college and so so you played violin for what like eight years um at this point in my life 20 plus so wow that's what I do. Does, um, the, does the violin ever come into uh, your live performances? It does, but not as much as I'd like it to. Okay. Um, Probably hard to sing while playing violin. It can be done. True. It can, it be, can be done. done. <laughs> it can be done. That's fair. It can be done. But, you know, most of the time I get calls for, like, weddings or something like that, yeah. special occasions. Um, that's when I you know, break out the violin, rosin up the bow, go for it. <laughs> So I will say this, I'm opening for, for playing with some other folks, some other musicians doing some violin stuff. So get me off guitar and, and practice up on the four string instead of the six string. So Yeah, so you've got this big old guitar in your lap right now. When did you start playing guitar? It was in, well, a middle school was when I actually had a, a gained interest in it. In our orchestra class, we had a substitute teacher who came in and he brought a little old beat up guitar. And I was so fascinated that, you know, coming from four strings, I'm like, he's playing six strings. And <laughs> just my mind was blown. And at the time, like I said, I was getting into more like acoustic rock and stuff. And at, uh, my hero was Lisa Loeb at the time. And I was like, okay, can you play Lisa Loeb Stay? Cause that was my theme song. And he played it and I was like, I got to learn how to play guitar. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, you know, this can be done. And so my dad bought a beat up old guitar from our neighbor for 20 bucks. And I thought it was like, you know, the Gibson Grand, just like, oh yeah, got me a piece of, you know, right. got, got an ax, right? <laughs> um, no. 
I got some firewood is what I got. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate it. Like, it was my guitar. So I started learning, bought the books. And, of course, at 13 years old, that was great for about two, three weeks. And that shortly killed that. (coughs) But around uh, when I started college for therapy, music therapy, guitar proficiency, piano proficiency Mm -hmm. was, so it was kind of like hard to avoid it at that time. So I really buckled down and you know, only to be able to pass the, pass the proficiencies. But I realized I really started enjoying guitar. I started uh, learning the chords, the, the sounds, and being able to accompany myself. I was like, okay, I'll, let's do this for real. Right. So I guess I was 18 and been full, full force at it ever since. So you, you decided to study music therapy. That was the first thing you wanted to study. Mm-hmm. How, how does that happen? How does that come to be? I've never heard somebody say I that. I saw a book sitting in my orchestra class, okay. and it was a book that said music therapy. And I was like, hmm, okay. Like, I don't know what this is, but I think I want to do it. And I picked <laughs> it up and just started, you know, reading through it and checked out a book from the library and was like, okay, so music can help people. Like, it yeah. can you know, help with cognition impairments, help with um, learning disabilities, uh, with mood disorders, with, um, you know, uh, folks with, um, you know, different mental capacities. And I'm like, I want to do that. Because at the time, I always loved science, but health science was something that appealed to me. And of course, my love for music. So I'm like, science, health science, and music together? Of course I'm going to do this. And I remember going home and, you know, telling my my folks that, hey, I'm going to be a music therapist. And they're like, what is that? I'm like, I'm not really sure. But (laughs) I'll tell you in a few years. Yeah, I'll tell you in a few (laughs) years. And, you know, of course, they're like, you know, well, can you make a living? And, you know, can you pay bills? And I'm like, I I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. So you you wanted to do this since high school. Middle school. Middle school. I Honestly, I don't know if I've ever if we've ever interviewed someone that knew what they wanted to do at middle school. Especially college major-wise. Oh, yeah. and That's very specific. There was only two schools in Georgia that, you know, offered music therapy, and that was um, Georgia College and State University where I went to in Milledgeville, and then uh, UGA in Athens. Gotcha. I decided to go, and I had a lot of friends that I graduated with were going to UGA, and I really wanted something different, and Milledgeville was very different. I'm sure. I mean, I know it is different. <laughs> Especially than compared Athens. to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was culture shock. It yeah. was culture yeah. shock. But huh. it, it helped me appreciate the slower pace as far as, you know, not having the city life to go, go, go. And honestly, at this point, you know, my folks and family still in Atlanta, it stresses me out getting on the highway. Like, I bet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm actually okay where I'm at, you know. <laughs> so older, a little wiser. We'll be right back with more of the Drop the Disc podcast, Augusta Rocks mini-series with Chris Deddy. But first, here's a quick fun announcement from our friends at Savannah River Brewing Company. We all count down the days to the weekend. For most of us, the weekend is a time to relax, drink a beer, or drink a lot of beer. We're all different, but let me tell you something. At Savannah River Brewing Company, you don't have to wait to the weekend. They're open Monday through Sunday. This is huge. That means you can get locally brewed beer in Savannah River Brewing Company. Also, if you want to host an event, check them out to use their space for an event. It's a great space, very open, COVID-friendly. Check them out, Savannah River Brewing Company. Thank you for sponsoring this show. And don't forget, Oktoberfest is less than a month away. Starting September 25th, Oktoberfest will be going on at Savannah River Brewing Company. Check them out every day for different live events, as well as food with Manny the Greek Chef. Find out more information about them at savannahriverbrew.com. So tell us, like, we, we, you, you know, you've talked about music therapy a little bit, but, like, you go to school and you're learning it, like, what what is the app what is the day-to-day of that life like what is that well music therapy is not one it's not music education it's not music lessons right um and a lot of people think it is you know turn on the radio you know music soothes the savage beast and 
in some respect, yes, it is, but it's right. not therapy. Therapy includes um, having a thorough assessment that you're working on therapeutic goals and objectives. Okay. So this could be anything with cognition. This could be pain. This could be, um, you know, impulse control. Mm-hmm. This could be hospice care, palliative care, end of life care. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be for uh, trauma, TBIs. As I mentioned, I, you know, I work at the uh, VA, so I work with veterans. Yeah. There are music therapists that work in the school education system, nursing homes, um, you know, one-on-one. There's some that work in, you know, workplaces to help employees within stress. Yeah. There's some that work in, um, you know, uh, neonatal care centers. So music therapy is everywhere. It, it's growing as far as people's uh, education about it and knowing that, okay, this is therapy and not necessarily just you know, music lessons, but, you know, intervention is the music, but we're working on therapeutic goals and objectives, so clinical objectives. And and that's at the VA. Mm-hmm. How long have you been there? Um, I've been at the VA going on 14 years, and my job is a recreation therapist, so okay. um, using, you know, music for the music therapy modality, but using recreation uh, we use other modalities right now. They consist of like Tai Chi, yoga, creative writing, um, adaptive mixed martial arts. And so we use these not necessarily to gauge the veteran's performance in these activities, but we do a thorough assessment. So, you know, whatever we assess the veterans for, they could be coming to us uh, for recreation therapy for uh, pain management, stress management, coping, um, you know, military sexual uh, trauma. Um, you know, the list goes on, and that's what we're tracking as far as clinicians, not how well, you know, somebody does a kick or a dance, mm-hmm. but, you know, veterans enjoy that modality mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily, you know, uh, the treatment that you think of when you think about a hospital setting. So right. We're, we're kind of like the the fun treatment, if, if you will. So using, you know, recreation activities, using music ac- activities, but, you know, a lot of the perception is, you know, yeah, we're having fun, but we're working on those therapeutic and clinical. It, it's like elementary PE. Yeah. I'm not comparing it to <laughs> yeah. that level, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, like, if you have a patient, take me through, like, how that works. Like, I'm super curious about this. I've never talked to anybody that does this. Well, I mean, <laughs> always start with an assessment. So, okay. and that's what we do is. So, is say, it's like, say it's like a TBI, just a, a traumatic brain injury, just right. to, like, make things easier for okay. this. Like, would they sit down and you like play them music? Like, is there certain music that is played? Well, for music therapy, it's just depending on what the goal is. Okay. So why was the veteran recommended for, you know, music therapy? Okay. So it could be for if, if there's some stress that mm-hmm. has occurred since the TBI, um, if there's some movement disorders that has occurred since the TBI, then that's something that the therapist can work on. Okay. If it is for um, movement, so to speak, mm-hmm. if there's uh, tremors or Parkinson's or something like that, music therapists may you know, work on an instrument such as maybe guitar or drumming mm-hmm. to work on those fine motor skills or gross motor skills. Gotcha. So we're not working on you know, keeping you know, being able to play, (laughs) you know, congos and bongos in a professional level, but we're actually working on, okay, is this veteran able to strike at this particular angle, whether it's 90 degree or 30 degree, how many times at, you know, whatever force or for however long. So that's what we're tracking therapeutically to see if they're making those successes or gains. How does it feel to be doing that? I love my job. I love my job. And I love working with veterans, you know, that is definitely a unique and a special population. Yeah. And it takes, I believe it takes a certain kind of person to be able to work with veterans. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to have a kind of a hardened core, I feel like. Well, just a lot of compassion yeah. because of what these men and women have gone through. Yeah. And it's, you know, significant. The traumas and the injuries are not like we see in our uh, regular hospital setting. So, mm-hmm you know, the approach is a lot different than, you know, what you would see in a regular hospital setting. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll now take this out of the clinical. I, I apologize. For <laughs> oh, my, it's all good. I, you, I think you're very Education is important. Yes. Yes. Um, n- now let's talk about the reason you're sitting in front of us with a guitar in your lap right now. Yes. The music. Oh, yeah. So not only do we know that you do music, we've been told that you are actually very good at music. Um, you are. 
tell us about your kind of experience, you know, on one side working as this clinician, but on the other side kind of developing your own musical sound. Well, therapy has definitely helped me develop my sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to be an effective therapist for music, yes, there is a certain level of musicality that has to be appealing and appeasing, you know, to work with your clientele. Um, as any clinical provider, there is got to be a positive rapport to have good outcomes. If there's not a good rapport, then, you know, you can expect very limited outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having a, just a, a passion for music, I think that comes out a lot um, when I'm working with people because I'm excited about the music. I want them to be excited about the music. Um, and music is for everybody, and that's why I like using it because you don't need to talk, you don't need to be able to move, um, even hearing impairment, there's adaptations that could be able to make. And music is one of those things that is in every single known culture that has ever existed. It's music a, in some way, shape, or form has existed. It's a language, exactly. for sure. It's a language for everybody. Exactly. And, you know, when you already speak that language, not knowing who, what, when, where you come from, but being able to find common ground with just a single beat, you know, and that brings us together. It really does. This is a fun question. Have you ever used your music for your work? Um, I will say yes, in the capacity that I've helped veterans with some original songs and original mm-hmm. music. Um, either they've come up with the lyrics or they've come up with the melody and I've helped them, you know, to be able to construct that. Some um, have come with like essays or short stories and I've put them into songs. So it's not necessarily my own creation, but it's a collaboration, Um, you know, between you know, the, the songwriter and the musician, so to speak, but in a therapy session, it's, you know, the clinician and, and the patient. Yeah. Um, so I've been able to work on a, a few collaborative pieces with some veterans in the past and had some really exciting pieces that they came up with and that I helped with. Really? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, when did you start writing music? Um, Is this like a way for middle school? I was about to say, I've always wrote music. uh, (laughs) It's definitely an outlet. Singing about going to dinner or (laughs) going to McDonald's or something. So music, you know. Where do we draw the line here? I I say spontaneous (laughs) music has always been. But as far as sit down, you know, let's put some chords and music. uh, That started in college when I started doing music therapy. And the first song that I wrote was a song that I composed after a wedding. And it's a horrible song, but <laughs> it was my first attempt. Um, my friends liked it, but they were my friends too. So, what yeah. what was it about? Mo- most people we bring in that say their first song was usually about it's a love, love song, yeah, yeah, or it was heartbroken. Called, um, silver bells, or sil- no, not silver bells, silver silver ribbons, because uh, the bride, something like that, <laughs> silver ribbons. <laughs> it wasn't a number one, but, <laughs> um, but as far as just starting the process you know chords and music yeah you know my friends were very forgiving but (laughs) like i said you got to start somewhere every musician has to start somewhere were you performing at that time um not necessarily performing performing most of the stuff that i was doing was just for for therapy sessions um so when did that change i think probably about my sophomore year in college. Okay. And I met up with another uh, student therapist who was just like, hey, you know, well, I just do some songs and, you know, just sing and play, every, you know, open mics and stuff. And I was like, you know, she, you're, you're kind of good. And I was like, I'm okay. I, I was, I listened to recordings then of me now and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but, um, so we would get together, you know, after class and practice and work on some, you know, original songs. Uh, so that was my first band, if you will, North Star, The Journey. So you had a name. Yeah. Love said, that. Love I that. said that. You <laughs> said it. It's, it's now on record. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of Chris Deddy and some really cool original local music played live in our studio. But first, I want to tell you about a great organization that we have partnered with in Augusta, Georgia. We're starting to call ourselves Cyber City 
And now we need organizations that are going to support that name. Our partners at the Clubhouse perform a range of services that help small local businesses, startups, and even job training for people that want to get into the cyber industry. But the services aren't the coolest part about the Clubhouse. The coolest part about the Clubhouse is the fact that they are a local innovation zone where they are trying to build this culture of cyber growth and entrepreneurship in Augusta. We are so lucky to have an organization like them located at the third floor of the Nathan Deal Cyber Center right downtown off Reynolds Street with great programs such as their coding boot camp and the Make Startups program to help businesses grow and maybe even get funded. Uh, this is a great organization. I highly encourage you to check them out. Their website is theclubhow.se and you can find them on social media at Innovate Augusta. Um, I've got a question. So... You, have you been in Augusta for 14 years? I know you've been at the VA for 14 years. Correct. Okay, so when you moved to Augusta, first of all, what was your first reaction moving to the city? And then when did you start playing gigs in Augusta? Well, my first gig in Augusta, um, usually how I would do is when I either visited or traveled um, to a new city would be to check out the open mics because that's where, as far as... I, my success came from networking, kind of getting to know where to go on the scene, who to talk to. Right. Um, open mics had been very helpful. So when I first moved to Augusta, I saw a uh, ad in, in Metro Spirit magazine for Fox's Lair. Mm -hmm. um, open mic. Yep. So, uh, of course, I went down there, and I think um, it was, uh, got there early, and Doc was playing his, his Tuesday night. And um, I was like, okay, well, I thought it was open mic. And, but it was cool. So I stayed around and uh, ended up talking to Judy. And anybody who knows that Fox Lair knows Judy. And You're not wrong. Tell right? us who Judy is for posterity. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Judy, Judy David, is David doesn't know. I've been to Fox's Lair. <laughs> I probably met Judy. Judy, Judy <clears throat> if you went to Fox's Lair, yes, you know Judy. Judy is, is, is a legend. Um, but she gave me my first gig. So she was like, well, you know, Tuesday, you know, we usually have the Irish music. She's like, but come back. And after we finish, you know, if you want to stick around, you know, play some songs. I was like, all right, cool. So came back and, you know, stayed for the open mic, played some songs. And she was like, girl, y'all know Judy. Girl, we got to get you in here. Of course, <laughs> you know, stick an explanative in there. But, <laughs> but that's, that's Judy. Um, just like, you know, we got to get you in here. And so that was that was kind of it. Fox's Lair, that was my, my first stomping ground. And, of course, meeting people, getting to know some of the area musicians um, and branching out that way. And believe it or not, uh, Craigslist was a different place. So I was on there then <laughs> for, like, the musicians in the area. And I actually met some musicians off, off Craigslist. Of course, this was way back when. Would never do that, consider it now. But... Um, <laughs> And, and networking that way. So through uh, Craigslist, I've actually, the musicians that I met then, I still play with now. Um, That's awesome. Mark Janicek, uh, Chris Powers, James Heath, um, you know, all, all these fellas that I play with now, I met them when I first came to Augusta back in 2008. And we're still jamming. So you've been doing music kind of since then. Um, if somebody was to go see you perform, First of all, what are some venues that you perform at? And secondly, what should they expect? Venues, I mean, just... If you have any favorites, I don't know. Some I would people say, do. It, I, I would say almost everywhere I play, it's, it's a favorite. Okay. There are certain things I like about it, and after playing so long, yeah. um, you know, you get to know the staff, you know, get to know their regulars, Um so you kind of become a part of the scenery, too. So there's a lot of different places I enjoy playing. Um, like I said, Fox's Lair, that's definitely my own stopping ground. A lot of places downtown. Uh, when I first started playing was Metro, Stillwater. Um, you know, I play out in Evans, uh, Mellow Mushroom, um, Sweet Tin. Um, I'm, I'm literally getting stuck trying to think of all the places. I was just out at the... Uh, the Columbia, uh, the Lady A area, yeah, the Lady yeah. A area, yeah, yeah. This past weekend, doing their the the market that they do on the weekends, um, so I was there playing nice. Aiken in the alley. Um, 
wherever do their um the Aiken Fest too. Yeah. Um so I mean after fourteen years I'm I'm just going where everybody's just like, Hey, you need to play this, check this person out or you know, they call me and be like, Hey, well we've heard you, we'd like to come and, and do some tunes and you know, I, I oblige. So now what what can someone expect when they go to one of those shows? Um, if it is, you know, solo acoustic, it really down just depends on the atmosphere. Okay. If it's you so know, you have multiple different kind of personalities. You're, that you're like out. a DJ. I, I w- you have to play to the crowd. You really okay. do. Right. Um, if it's you know if I'm there for like a six to nine dinner music, I know that I'm not the main focus. Violin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna you know try to do my most upbeat songs to get yeah. folks singing and long. You know right. they're there to conversate and have dinner and. And that's fine because there's sometimes I'm playing after work. I don't want to do, you know, full on three hours. I want to do something laid back and kind of be a part of the scenery too. Um, But that helps you as far as me being versatile, as far as getting different gigs. Like, hey, you know, I can be background music or, you know, if you're wanting folks up, tension, get their attention on the stage, do that too. Um, If it's, you know... I guess if it's more center of attention, then yeah, it's more upbeat stuff. Um, you know, I do like to throw some originals in there, um, but I'm just I'm reading the crowd. I'm reading the demographic. I'm reading the ages. Yeah. Um, if there's you know a family there with you know grandma and, and grandpa and great aunt, I, I know I'm going to play some songs that will you know I think that would appeal. Right. Um, if it's a you know younger crowd, I'll try to play some songs that I think will you know appeal. Um, so I really try to play a little something for, for everybody. And I think that is what kind of makes me, you know, not special. I'm always special, (laughs) (laughs) but, but versatile or being able to play in a lot of different places because reading a crowd is important. Right. So, so, um, you've, you've done music since middle school Mm -hmm. and now you're here doing live gigs. Yeah. When you play your original songs, what, Who's your inspiration when you when you write music? Who's your inspiration or multiple bands that are your inspiration for writing music? What what do you sound like? Um, I think my originals sound like me. I really I really do. Um, but as far as inspiration from writers or artists, it is a very very long list. <laughs> you know, when people say, "Well, you know, what artist or what people or what musicians right. you know inspired you?" Like I said, I started with violin, so then you've got classical composers. In college, I did, I actually ended up doing chorus, women's choir in college. So, yeah, you've got, you know, my choral music. Um, grew up listening to doo-wop in 50s with my mom, so that's that set of music. is. And then with my dad, international, Kenya, Africa, <laughs> there's that subset of music. And then my own that I've just kind of grew up with. So it's, it's it really is very broad. Um, and... I don't like to say, oh, well, I just do this, that, and the other. So when people ask, I literally say, I'm a jukebox missing some tracks. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, can people find your music, like on Spotify and Apple and that kind of stuff? Not yet. What? I know, I know. <laughs> They're um, about to. Do you sell CDs? Really? Mixtapes? Uh, who, who, who does that now? At the mall? <laughs> this is a good, this is a good segue, because I get this a lot. Okay. Um. I consider myself a, a live performer. Okay. And I haven't had much focus on studio recording because, one, this is very intimidating. I'm pointing to the mic. She's so. pointing at the mic. <laughs> she pointed at the mic. <laughs> this is intimidating because I hear it. You know, if I play yeah. it, sing it, and I don't have to hear it again, that's fine. But, <laughs> you know, I play it and sing it, and this is for posterity and for longevity. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm stuck with it. I'm very self-conscious about it um, if I have to hear it again. If other people want to, fine, go for it. Um, you know, when I play shows, oh, well, do you mind if I record? I highly encourage it. Never show it to me. Pretty much. I, I am probably on more other people's phones with clips and videos than my own. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I can say that for a fact. Okay. David, David, it's a good thing that uh, we're, we're uh, going to be recording the Augusta <laughs> Rocks right. concert. That's right. Yeah. You would never know. Which uh, Chris Deddy <laughs> is actually uh, opening. Yeah. So and and we'll put out a couple sample tracks tonight after this episode that we don't expect you to ever listen to. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 
You are more than well. You are more than welcome to do that and not tell us that you did. That's okay. also it, fine. It may be three or four years later because I still <laughs> have recordings three and four years ago that I have not listened to. Really? <laughs> Sitting on my email. Oh, you should check this out. I'm like, what's over here? <laughs> so we're we're kind of almost at the point where we're gonna wrap and and we're gonna get that music. Okay. Um, I want to ask a uh, a question about your performances. Um, if I was to go to one of your shows and, you know, you're looking at me, you're profiling me right now, like I'm 26, um, and I like to have fun. Like, what could I expect from your set? If you you had a bunch of Davids everywhere. Yeah, just like 12 of me. It's a private party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would probably do a lot of throwback stuff, you know, just kind of like, you know, 26, I would probably, all right, just some early nineties and, uh, few stuff from today okay but i would definitely stick stick to familiarity what, what are some obscure. what are some songs what are some songs you like to play um i like some kings leon okay um i listen well because of spotify i've gotten into a lot of new artists too so yeah. um folks like uh will dorado um i love um oh I was going to say, now I need to pull out my phone and just start <laughs> Seriously. naming out my playlist. I mean, honestly, like, my my my, my playlist, like I said, is fans from Black Sabbath to uh, Suge Otis to um, Blondie to Pretenders to Bobby Womack. Um, you know, you'll find some Rachmaninoff on there, too. That's what I listen to. That's, That's a very unique set. Right? It's a very unique set. <laughs> That's a great workout playlist, too. That's a good work. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, need I to know follow you on Spotify. when I'm, like, riding into work some mornings, I'm like, I know some folks are listening, like, oh, my gosh, okay. <laughs> but I got to pump myself up, get my theme song on, and roll. All right. I'll ask you one more question, and then I'll turn things over. Um, do you have any, you know, you've been here for 14 years. You've been performing for a long time. Do you have any performances you've done that have stuck out to you as just, like, very memorable? Yeah, there there are are a lot. Um, there have, I will say it's mostly the private performances, the yeah. ones where people, you know. Um, Master's Week, potentially? Yeah, I did Master's Week. Um, that was interesting. I <laughs> I'm starting to to grow my golf vocabulary, which is sad because before, while I was doing my undergrad, I actually worked at a golf course, so you think I would know a little bit more. Um, but I, I think the private performances are really have what stuck with me, because as not only a therapist but just you know compassion wise, um, folks inviting me to these occasions. Yeah. Um, one particular one was a wedding that I did a couple um, years ago, and it was for a local couple. And her um, father had, you know, dementia, and so they, you know, it wasn't, you know, a rush wedding, but they knew that they wanted to get married while her father' uh, condition before it progressed. And during the ceremony. Um, they played a recording of the bride's grandfather singing um, a hymnal. And seeing her dad start responding, started singing um, through, through the cognition impairment. You know, he had a caregiver with him, but to see how music still touched him and to see the family's response, um, you know, to me that was encouraging why one why I do what I do, not only as a musician, but as a therapist, but then seeing how music is is really used to transform people, is really used to bring folks together, to, to celebrate, to, to grieve, to mourn. Um, you know, it's important, it's important. So if I can be there for that, I, I appreciate the opportunity for people that invite me for it. And just to put this out there, if people want to book you, how do they do that? www.acousticchocolate.com. <laughs> I love that. You've been waiting the whole conversation <laughs> to say that. I know, right? <laughs> Acousticchocolate.com. Heck yeah. Love that. I'm about to do that right now. <laughs> now it's time for the Drop the Disc question presented by Trainer Gray. I want to tell you all a little bit about Augusta Rocks and what we're bringing to Augusta in October. It's our third Augusta Rocks concert. 
And we are raising money for the Salvation Army Center of Hope nonprofit, which is a local nonprofit. So the money stays local, which is really cool. And we are bringing three awesome artists to the stage. Chris Deddy, Bodega Cat, and Pure Indigo. But that's not what I'm here to tell you about. I'm here to tell you that if you're not able to show up to the event and buy a ticket, if you're out of town, guess what? You can live stream that event. And that live stream is done by Trainer Gray Media Group. Trainer Gray sponsors Drop the Disc Question, and they do an excellent job doing both. They make an incredible product. Check them out, Trainer Gray Media. And if you're not able to show up to the Augusta Rocks concert, watch it live. Donate live. It's an incredible experience. Uh, so we're Drop the Disc Podcast, Chris, and uh, we are here trying to take away that negativity in this city. Um, we ask this question to every guest on the show. If someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the city, the city of Augusta, the CSRA, what would your response be to them? Well, I used to be one of those people. I really, when I first moved here, I had no intention of coming back. Um, and I've, I've expressed that to people like, you got to give Augusta a chance. You really do. You have to let it grow on you. Um, and yes, there are things that pop out that don't look so great, don't look so beautiful, but just keep living. You know, not every place is going to be that way. Every place is going to have its, its downs and its up. And Augusta is no different. Um, but my experience is finding what works for you in that city. And music has been what works for me. Um, you know, I love working with the veteran population. That is what works with me. Um, so for anybody that's, you know, dissing Augusta, I say give it a fair chance before you diss it all the way. Um, or you'd be like me, end up here 14 years. But at the same time, I, I don't regret it. I do not regret it. So don't diss Augusta, just give it a chance, a fair one. Thank you, Chris. And speaking of giving things a chance, we are about to give you a chance to play some music recorded onto this machine. Right. Which will be on all platforms. Official. All over the internet. This will be your Spotify debut. We will send unofficial. it to you. We will send it to you to listen. <laughs> but you don't have to. Um, and so we'll be right back with that. All right. And on the topic of music, take a listen to this announcement about a music event coming to Augusta very soon that you guys do not want to miss out on. Hey guys, it's George Clausen with Friends of Benefits. I want to tell you about an awesome show that we have coming up September 23rd at the Sharon Jones Amphitheater with Moon Taxi, one of Augusta's favorite bands. The last time they were in town, they absolutely killed it at the Miller. It's September 23rd at the Sharon Jones Amphitheater, and you can get tickets at fwbpro.com. And now, Drop the Disc and Augusta Rocks presents Chris Steady. Hey, my name is Chris Steady, and this is one of my original tunes called Do Right Blues. All we do is fuss and fight. How can this love gone wrong ever be right? When you're everywhere, I don't know where I stand. But I can love you with everything I am. You got it wrong, baby Too many times in your life Baby, won't you please do right With my hands tied around my back I can't hold you, squeeze you, kiss you Nothing like that My tongue is tied and I don't know what to say I'm gonna keep it to myself It's better that way You got it wrong, baby too many times in your life, baby, won't you please do right? Oh, I see you sitting in your easy chair. I go to work, come home, you're still there. Oh, I can read you like a book, you give me lines. Oh, it gets all quick and you're wasting my time. I see you in your wishy-washy ways. Like a steed thigh through the glass and slide through the blades. Like a mouse get caught in a trap, you got caught in your lie. Oh, baby, like an airplane with no wings, this ain't gon' fly. You got it wrong, baby. Too many times in your life, baby, won't you please do right? 
Oh, I see you sitting in your easy chair. I go to work, come home, you're still there. Oh, I can read you like a book, you give me lines. Oh, it gets so quick and you're wasting my time. I see you in your wishy-washy ways. Like a steep dive through the glass, you slide through the blades. Like a mouse get caught in a trap, you got caught in a lie. Oh, baby, like an airplane with no wings, this ain't gonna fly. You got it wrong, baby. Too many times in your life, baby, won't you please do right? You got it wrong, baby. Too many times in your life, baby, won't you please do right? You got it wrong, baby. Too many times in your life. So, baby, won't you please do right? Baby, do right now. Baby, please do right. Baby, do right. Do Rap Blues. Hey, this is Chris Steady, and this is one of my originals called Passing Through. You want everything that you can get. Live for the moment with a lifetime of regret. Don't let the universe be sorry you were here. Mother crying inside when a baby sheds its tears. Passing through is what you do when you just walk by. Standing still, you don't realize we move on and we belong. Stand strong, cause we got to carry on. And we know it won't be long. Tell the children nothing but the truth. Cause they have more than everything to lose. So while you got yours, pay your dues. Remember their futures, recapture your youth. Passing through is what you do when you just walk by. Standing still, you don't realize we move on and we belong. Stand strong, cause we got to carry on. And we know it won't be long. Oh, it won't be long. It won't be long. Passing through is what you do when you just walk by. Standing still, you don't realize we move on and we belong. Passing through is what you do when you just walk by. Standing still, you don't realize we move on and we belong. Passing through is what you do when you just walk by. Standing still, you don't realize we move on and we belong. Stand strong, cause we got to carry on And we know it won't be long No, it won't be long It won't be long Thank you.
Chris Deddy, thank you so much. You're fantastic. We really appreciate it. Y'all have been awesome. Thank and you. And y'all come me. see her play at Augusta Rocks next month. Yes, October and the eight. other musicians. Yes, support, yes. support, support. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast, this edition of the Augusta Rocks music miniseries. Thank you to Chris Deddy. You are a fantastic musician, and anybody that sees you play live is in for a treat. And here, for you, the listener, a quick reminder that if you did enjoy this show, we really appreciate it, and it really does help us grow if you tell a friend, if you rate us or review us, or just follow us along on social media at Drop the Disc Pod. Tickets for the next Augusta Rocks concert are live now. Check it out. It's at Enterprise Mill. You do not want to miss this show. It's going to be fantastic. And of course, speaking of events coming up in Augusta, we've already previewed a couple, but here's Chris with Around Augusta with an even deeper dive into what's going on in the city. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. For those of you that are just tuning in for the first time. Around Augusta is a little segment that we put at the end of every episode where I get to talk about what's going on in the city. New things coming, businesses just opening up, maybe even art that's coming to downtown. I've got four things to discuss today. First of all, Central Avenue in Midtown Augusta, as we call it. Unwind on Central is a new business that just opened up, which is almost like a shared space, a basically a co-working space, but it's a concept for AU students. This is incredible. I mean, who doesn't like to have an extra new place to study? This is great news. Even if you're not a student, go check it out. See what's going on over there. Christmas is not as far away as we think. So downtown Augusta will be getting new Christmas decorations this year. Is it from Netflix? Probably not, but it could be from another company. I'm excited to see it. I hope it's more than just one block. Um, decorations downtown just bring the city together. I love it. Number three, uh, last week during our Savannah River Brewery ad, uh, we talked a little bit about the Happy to Help beer. It's a strawberry blonde ale, and it is a collaboration between Pork Chop and Savannah River Brewery raising money for the Paceline ride. And that money goes straight to the Georgia Cancer Center. So it's really cool. Check them out. Go try that beer. It's really good. And you are going to be happy to help. And number four, Porkchop is planning on doing another mural on Ellis Street. It'll be actually on the Hive building. I'm looking at pictures right now. It looks beautiful and psychedelic. I love it. It screams Porkchop and it makes you feel happy just looking at it. And that's all I got for Around Augusta with Chris. I want to do a quick shout out to David Peltier. He's my inside guy. There's a lot of other people that I contact, but he's usually the guy that gives me the rumors that's coming to town. So I want to shout him out and thank him for that. I will be looking forward to what I will be telling y'all next week. See y'all then. And thanks for listening. <laughs>